Hello there, happy new year, and welcome back to the Chat Shit, Get Fit, the fitness news, where we unpack the week's biggest news in health and fitness. I'm Bill, and as always, I'm joined by Tom. Hello. This week, we're going to take a closer look at the biggest health and fitness trends to look out for in 2023, including virtual reality workouts and training, mobility training, free weight training, especially with women, primal training, and a little bonus trend to finish off if we get time is shirtless nutrition advice which can be a lot of fun. So let's get into this week's fitness news. Happy New Year, guys. We are back with the first episode of 2023. Now, in the notes, it does say we're going to talk about being in the studio, but and we have alluded to being in the Brewdog studio quite a few times. Uh, but once again, we are not in the Brewdog studio. Uh, this time is out of our control. The first time, Tom was poorly. I mean, he's still a bit poorly now, aren't you, Tom? But oh, this know. time, the trains here in the UK, they've gone on national strike, which means I can't get down to London from where I live. So we've had to push it back another week. So hopefully, next week's podcast will be from the Brewdog Studios in London, Waterloo. But I won't hold your breath because <laughs> the rate this is fucking going. Um, <laughs> it's not looking we too good. We should have just lied. What, just said, yeah, but then when people see the video content and they see my bloody... Oh, whatever, shit, whatever yeah, this is, think about that. It's a bit obvious, mate. <laughs> I don't think I mean, I've got, got my green wallpaper. screen somewhere, but I don't know where I've put that. Green, yeah, you get whatever your green screen. My, my wallpaper's a bit... <laughs> I mean, look, it, it could always be worse, you know. A lot of people are striking at the moment, you know. Obviously, the rail drivers yeah. are striking, uh, NHS staff are striking and, you know, uh, border force is striking yep. and the army has had to kind of step in and um, pick up the slack a little bit. Mm. So when I say it could always be worse, they could have the army helping out with driving the trains. Oh, God, yeah. It could always be worse, Bill. Could you imagine the chaos? I could imagine. Do you imagine the announcements on the tunnel? I mean, you see what squaddies are like. The stuff they'd be saying down the on the tunnel. I mean, I've, I've only ever known... A car that's doing five miles an hour, say, to flip when a squad has been driving it. Yeah. So God knows what they'd do with a train. I mean, I'm really intrigued to see what happens. I, I kind of feel like we should make this happen, Tom. Do you reckon we can send an email? We, we Recommendation? Could, we could We could message the MOD and then we could roll up the squaddies. Like, you know, I bet you can't do a wheelie in a train. Yeah, but you can't do an ollie. Well, technically, that is what a train is always doing. No, no, a train's always grinding, not an ollie. Yeah, grinding, Skateboarding yeah. terminology is a bit yeah. off. But yeah, technically, Dip, a train is always grinding, isn't it? Dip, it's always on grind. Didn't realise you were a skateboarder, Tom. Uh, I'm not, but I used to ban out a lot of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 in oh, the early 2000s. One of those. Oh, okay, got Which, it. ironically, is what led to my music taste. Yeah, Shit. very interesting. <laughs> Shit, I wouldn't say that. Right, anyway. Um, we'll get to first. Actually, you know what? I did say in the intro that this would be a bonus trend if we get some you know, some time, but I want to jump in with it because it's quite a cracker. So, Tom, I actually noticed you share this on your IG story, and this is the shirtless nutrition advice trend that someone oh, so yeah. you shared someone kicking off saying, why is every nutrition advice video on TikTok and all that and Instagram Someone about that shirt on. Um, I can't remember who it was who I shared it with, who, whose uh, post I shared, but it was basically a graph and it did show a high correlation between the more sh- <laughs> the more shirtless videos you see of a particular account, the more likely their account is full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> when they talk about nutrition at least. And to be honest with you, it, it's fucking true from what I've seen. And not just in the field of nutrition either. I mean, you look at people like Jeff Cavalier, Athlean X, mm. who talk with their, you know, shirts off and he yeah. disputes bullshit all the time. And that's, yeah. There's definitely a correlation, um, which is why we you will never see us shirtless on this podcast as much as some of you might want to see us shirtless. I don't know, but that will never happen because we are a serious, serious evidence-based podcast about health 
fitness and nutrition as we like to say. I think um, in, in all serious stuff, I'd see why they do it. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I think a lot of it is just uh, where you kind of either one, lack credentials or lack anything of substance mm. or based on evidence to say, then it's almost like, look, look, I know what I'm talking about because of the proof is in the pudding here. Mm. But sometimes people look the way they look despite the knowledge they have or lack, or they look the way they look despite the way they train or despite what they actually eat. If you throw enough shit at a wall, it's going to stick. You do find actually, like, just because someone... The thing is, a lot of people, they see these people with their shirts off in incredible shape and they automatically assume because they've, they're absolutely shredded, they know what they're talking about. And while they might have had success in their methods of getting to how they've got there, unfortunately, the method they've got there might not apply to everyone else. And because they don't know any other way, the stuff they're saying to you is a very one-dimensional approach to however they've got to their body shape. So it's... um. You do normally find it. It's the ones who don't really. They rely on their body as their as their source of. I don't know. Is that instead of credentials? Use, yeah, the credentials. We use research yeah. and stuff like that. Whereas they'll use their their abs as their credentials. So you know, like when uh, we'll, we'll say, "Look, I'll wash your source or wash your citation." Mm. <laughs> pull out a bicep, and then you, you have this like knobhead in yeah. ASDA with his shirt off, saying, "This is my citation point in the abs." So okay, right, cheers, mate. Yeah, you know, I just want to say as well, anyone that actually goes into a supermarket. Where there is food produce, a t-shirt. with their shirt off, um, should be on a sex offenders registrar and have their hard drive checked as well. <laughs> Some of the people that go shopping in onesies. Oh God, I think we crossed the line there. You're gonna upset a lot of mums. Check their hard drives. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on to the the meat of this podcast, which is the the punchy trends. That was just like a little bonus fun one there. So we'll start with the first one, Tom, which is VR workout, so virtual reality. So if you aren't aware what virtual reality is, because you know you might not be, um, it's basically when you put on those. It's what you're in right now. Yes, yeah, so- you just don't know it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Matrix. This is all a simulation. I'm not real. <laughs> well, I don't know. We've, we've been down this avenue before, Tom, but things not being real. Let's not bring this back up. Let's not bring the past back up, mate. Take off the... Go- no, hang on. Let me look into the camera set. Take off the goggles. <laughs> Take off the goggles. This is a psyop. As Tom's alluded to there, it is to do with goggles. Um, virtual reality is basically when you put those mad goggles on and you're transported into a digital world. Um, or it can be you've got augmented reality as well, is where you kind of like, you can, you look for your phone and it will show you there's something in front of you when it's not, but they're showing you it's like some weird fucking thing. Um, why is that funny, Tom? Because I know what you mean. Because you get it on Snapchat, don't you, where you can point it at your living room and you can get Kermit the Frog twerking in your living room. <laughs> yeah, I see. Oh, have you seen the one where there's some um, some uh, woman? She did it to her, her boyfriend or partner, whatever, and he was sitting on the sofa and she did a, <laughs> she did like a twerking frog on his lap, and he's just laying there peacefully watching telly. It looks like he's getting a lap dance from <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Lap dance from yeah, yeah Kermit. Yeah, or... yeah, that's brilliant. But. Do you know what? Um, this does open up a lot of doors because when you think of virtuality and fitness and stuff like that and augmented reality, straight away you think, oh, yeah, like you have a personal trainer in the room with you. Mm. What if you could get different skins oh, for, for your sake. personal Ronnie, trainer? Ronnie Coleman in your living room. <laughs> oh. Hello. Sorry, mate, I've had to go on to my 4G. So did you record your bit with Ronnie Coleman? Yeah. Not Ronnie Corbett. <laughs> Ronnie Coleman. Fucking Ronnie Corbett. <laughs> Ronnie Corbett. That could be a good skin, yeah. <laughs> Doing a juicy Ronnie... chest pump with Ronnie Corbett. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Corbett. Oh, God. But no, I mean, like, yeah, imagine getting, like, different skins. So, yeah, you're saying Ronnie Coleman, but you could still have Kermit the Frog. You could, yeah, giving you PT in your, in your front room. So, you imagine you're going for your one rep max and you've got Kermit there just going, oh, like, it's no, nothing but a peanut, buddy. That's a good you impression, know. that. Good it was, wasn't it? Yeah, not yeah. bad. Yeah, but mate, you'd get some proper weirdos getting some weird skins, wouldn't you? 
Do you imagine? Who have you got in mind? Weird, weirdos in general. Like they'll just get they'll, they'll sexualize it. Everything, everything, everything gets sexualized these days. They'll definitely sexualize it. Oh god, yeah. You'll have like anime cat girls and stuff. Yeah. It could be. It could be. It could be you with tits. Me with tits. Yeah. Oh my god. It could that'd be. be horrifying. It could be something cool like Sean Connery. That'd be quite cool. Imagine yeah. doing bicep curls with Sean Connery. I mean, the, yeah. the, the, the point is, we're trying to say the world is is, is pretty, it could be pretty vast. This whole VR world. Um, the reason we're saying it's going to be on trend is because we look at the actual sort of stats on it. They're saying that the augmented and VR product and service industry is expected to grow to eighty point six billion dollars by twenty twenty nine. And furthermore, you've got Apple. They are rumored to be releasing their own virtual reality headset. This year, 23. Um, so that's why there's a lot of growing interest this year. Whenever Apple brings something out, everyone gets a fucking hard on and it tends to accelerate whatever industry that's in. So the fact if they do bring out a headset, it'll probably be very good, no doubt. Very expensive, I imagine. But that's going to make it very exciting sort of as a prospect for just any sort of training, really. Um, the thing is, though, Tom, the first thing that came to my mind when I saw this uh, trend pop up was... Have you seen that Black Mirror episode? Where it's the, the, the fighting one. Y- yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. The two, the two geezers, and they end up falling in love and shagging, and they go into the virtual world to hide away that from That was them. such <laughs> an uncomfortable, yeah, uncomfortable it was, but brilliant episode. Yeah. It was a fantastic episode, yeah. But that's all I think about when I think of VR is that the fact they were like in some, it was like Tekken, wasn't it? Uh, where obviously they're fighting, and it, they ended up fighting and just having sex. <laughs> and they were like in the Wait, Hannah, so technically you could, oh, I don't know if I want to take it down this route to be honest with you we've gone there we're going there. Would, would you would you want to molest ronnie coleman through vr oh my god yeah but the thing is if you're getting done by a personal trainer unless they're, unless they're an ai and it's not a real person for skin on that real person is going to feel very uncomfortable if you're like trying to molest ronnie coleman going like wait maybe <laughs> to try to get hands on god this is a conversation i didn't think i'd be having tonight no i don't think so either but here we are jesus christ Joe, you know, very rapidly i'm going to try and think of the benefits of this but no, in all serious, um, the thing is, like when we look at like how technology has kind of um, rapidly evolved in regards to fitness over the past years, mm. it has been successful. I mean, I know someone that still uses a Wii Fit. Yeah, yeah, they're still they're actually really still good. Yeah, fair, like the little game. Honestly, God, people might take the piss, mm. but then uh, you look at things like Peloton as well. Mm. And um, that's essentially VR, like, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, pretty. Not so much virtual reality, but it's like that remote kind of coaching. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's that kind of remote coaching, but also yeah, but you like, get the, when yeah, we do you talk get, like, about, the, you get like the world. You can like go to like the Alps and stuff, can't you? Do like it takes you to like a little, it takes you to, like a different yeah. world, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, um, even like just going and talk about virtual reality. We look at like video games, etc. When virtual reality came out, um, it was something which I, I assume would just be like a quick fad. It'd be very short lived, but it's still making a lot of money. And it's quite scary to see how technology is evolving, how realistic it actually looks and how immersive it is. So adding that with fitness is totally something I can see. Now, look, is it going to be something for everyone? Probably not. It is going to be for the privileged and the wealthy. But I'm not going to throw the baby out with a bathwater. It's still going to be a viable option. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. I mean, I think the biggest issue people have with getting involved with it is just the cost because while it's not, then it, I mean, it's... We're saying a trend for this year. It's been around for a while. The goggles, if you know, especially the really good ones of like the 4K goggle things where it's like really good quality graphics and more immersive. They're like up to a thousand pound plus. So, um, but I think I want to make a point of is that when we talk about this, people are probably automatically thinking of, oh, just doing home workouts, but in VR. So I don't know, doing doing burpees on the moon. But the actual point is the, a lot of the people who are getting fit using VR is the games because a lot of it is you're doing activity but it's fun so there's a game I've played I've actually played before um, one of my uh, friends in the army he, he had like a game where you did um, 
what did he used to play? He used to walk past his room and he was playing it. it was like a fucking lightsaber game, but you're like playing music. So you have to like whack the notes with your hat. You had your hands and you were like trying to whack the notes like a lightsaber. Yeah, that's it. Beat saber. Yeah. So he'd he'd be playing that and he used to get a fucking right sweat on. He was like dripping with sweat. Like really, it was used to, it was really like high activity stuff for doing that. And that's an example of that is actually fitness in VR. Even though it's a game. Zumba in VR. Yeah, exactly. But it's a game. Um, And there's numerous games like that. That's not the only example. So I mean, if you go onto like YouTube now and you look at, I don't know, any sort of VR game, the improvements in like the graphics and performance are making it more what's the word they're making it very immersive they're getting you involved more so you're moving more yeah and if we obviously movement movement is exercise uh, and some of these games bloody hell they do enough to get you moving what was the other one i played there was one where you're in a turret gun shooting basically spaceships coming towards you but you Aww. have to like do- you have you have to like dodge the them shooting at you so you'd be basically like squatting and like moving around it was fucking mental honestly i was hoping you was going to say like the uh helicopter scene from um, Full Metal Jacket where the M60 gun has taken out all the civilians the women the children how have you that got to that that'd be why are you awesome thinking of, why is that your first thought when I'm seeing a nice little peaceful we can make peaceful, that a part of Patreon clip my pension <laughs> for genocide <laughs> oh god um, but yeah as well, Tom, I mean, we've mentioned oh, genocide. Um, there's more um, <laughs> There's more wellness-focused stuff, so moving away from uh, slaughter. Uh, you can actually get, like, the yoga retreat things and, like, relaxation spas. So you, like, walk into this little zen den um, and you'll yeah. basically go through, like, a little yoga class in VR, but you'll be transported to some some beautiful scenery in Thailand somewhere. Uh, and that's quite good. Okay, yeah. I can see that happening. Um, I mean, look, when I when I think of fitness, my bias is instantly straight away strength, taken strength. to like, the weight room. But there are some methods of fitness which actually, uh, fitness and exercise, that actually rely on your surroundings and your environment. Yeah. So things yeah, like yoga. Um, so yeah, something like VR with yoga is something that I can once again definitely see happening. Group exercise. You could be doing a class with an instructor pff, half the world away. But you could also have other people doing it with you. You look left, you look right, and they're in the room with you. You could even do the gym, mate. You could have like a hologram, couldn't you? Judging. Everyone's wearing goggles and they're in a gym set. That is kit. definitely something that will eventually happen, I'm telling you. Yeah. Sooner rather than later. Do you remember when we spoke to, I think it was Dr. Darian Parker on a previous episode, we spoke about the mirrors. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember. This was the first time we spoke about virtual reality, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was which was last year. So funny, if we actually spoke about saying how we think it's going to take off, and obviously here we are now talking about it in 23, saying it's going to be one of the trends to watch out for. Um, but yeah, we spoke about the mirrors then, and that was quite an exciting process. I mean, yeah, it's like a giant but, iPhone, isn't it? Yeah, basically, yeah. But do you know what, Bill? Even... sticking with fitness but moving away from the actual exercise side of fitness think about how like things like virtual reality could kind of like weld into like education in this field as well so obviously i'm talking it from like a you know exercise physiology nutrition point of view but we could actually be there having a lecture from people like brad schoenfeld yeah yeah. you know i mean it's essentially just a more Gucci Zoom, isn't it? Because instead of going on a little Zoom seminar where it's just like a nightmare, you can actually be, imagine you're in a lecture hall. It's a lot more immersive. And because it is VR, you are not being distracted by, I'm not having to look out my window because someone's yeah. doing the, you know, they're not turning around on my fucking drive, you know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, if I look right, I'm just going to see you there. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. There's definitely more concentration. Oh, you know what, um, mate? Yeah. Yeah. I, I never really thought about Yeah. Mate, do you imagine the chaos though some people would cause in some of these like 
these like Phoning like a virtual paper airplane or something. They'd have to have some like moderators, wouldn't they? Have, you know, you get like Twitch moderators and Discord moderators and stuff. They'd have to have one of those, wouldn't they, in the, in the, in the uh, virtual reality room, whatever. Oh, Stop yeah. people going rogue. Don't you remember that meme from uh, a couple of years back where it was on like a, it was when VR chat first started happening and there was a Ugandan Knuckles. What? You don't remember Ugandan Knuckles? Ugandan Knuckles? Give it a YouTube, whoever's listening, give it a YouTube if you have no idea what I'm talking about and you imagine that in your virtual reality, you know, exercise session. What is it though? Ugandan Knuckles. I've, I've not got time to wait. The, the listeners haven't got time to wait. Explain you know to me Sonic quickly. the Hedgehog, Bill? Yeah, I know Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. You know his mate Knuckles? Yeah, okay, yeah, the red one. Is that the red one? Yep, the red one. Yeah. Walking around in this VR chat, but he had the voice of a Ugandan warlord. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Just causing <laughs> chaos. Ugandan That's knuckles. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Oh. So, yeah, you imagine that when you're trying to squat with Ronnie Corman. Coleman. Wow. I, I keep going to say Corbett, Ronnie Corbett. Corbett, not Ronnie Corbett. <laughs> Ronnie Corbett. Most people Probably have no idea who that is. squatting, though. He's very short-statured. I can imagine most of our US audience has absolutely no idea who Ronnie Corbett is. Tiny English uh, comedian slash actor. Yeah. Built for squatting, though. Mm. L- looks nothing like Ronnie Coleman, I just want to add. <laughs> Nothing, yeah, definitely nothing. <laughs> He's got a Quite a unique, far cry, actually. Yeah, a unique-looking individual, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll wrap up there with the VR one. So yeah, I mean, I definitely can see where it'd be applicable. Some people would say it's quite, I don't know, terrifying maybe that we're all going to be plugged into these metaverses, as what Facebook's thing's called. But, you know, we'll keep an eye on it. It's going to have its uses. It won't be for everyone. The cost is obviously going to hold a lot of people back. But for those of you maybe... Yeah. It might, it might help you out I mean a bit of fun at the same time so listen if Peloton's doing well I could definitely see someone like doing well okay so the next trend to look out for in 23 which has actually picked up quite a lot of pace at the back end of 22 is uh, mobility training and I think this is stemmed I don't know if it does, but I mean, do you think it's maybe from a from us as a society, perhaps leading a more sedentary, desk-bound lifestyle, is that they're really trying to push these mobility apps and say, look, because we're all stuck behind desks, we need mobile extra mobility work. Personally speaking, I don't think there's one answer. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think yeah, we are more sedentary, so any kind of movement is going to be good. Mm. Whether it be weight training, yeah, you know, sure. stretching, walking, you know, yoga, mobility, CrossFit, any kind of movement's good. And I'm happy to promote it. I mean, my my gripe is that mobility. I've got to be very careful here because my stance on things like flexibility and mobility have kind of changed over the years. But like, um, there's been a lot of fear mongering in about how you have to make sure you're mobile by doing these these must do ten exercises before you squat on the toilet you know sure so that's one of my biggest issues with like the whole like fear around mobility and stuff like that i'm not saying it's not important it's just that a lot of people kind of <laughs> not misunderstood it but like they, they they place this big importance on things like if they're going to the gym i see people that spend 20 minutes fucking rolling around on like a foam roller hmm. and if they want to do that that's absolutely fine and i don't if someone does it because they enjoy it crack on i have no issue with that but it's just that most of the time I know it's probably just like that fear around like if they don't do it then they're going to suffer from their performance or they're going to hurt themselves I think another reason why this sort of is coming into the 
the trend territory is, is, is the rise of these mobility apps as well and the popularity. For example, we've spoken about before in past podcasts about GoWod, RomWod. I mean, RomWod's called uh, pliability now, I think. Um, but we've said before how GoWod uses that language of there's a pre-WOD you have to do, then there's a post-WOD you can do, and there's a daily routine. They do a little test you have to do to show you how flexible you are. And while it, I mean, it's good, there's a low barrier of entry to do this, no doubt. You need no equipment. You can literally just jump onto the app or jump into a mobility session and get stuck into it. However, if you get people thinking they have to do it all the time before every activity, after every activity, every day, or they're going to be stiff and they're not going to be able to operate um, like a daily lifestyle, whatever, then that's where you run into a few issues, I think. I can see why it's getting popular because people love to be sort of spoon fed and you know, guided along routines yeah. and if you use these apps they are really good i mean it's easier to follow along you literally press play on a daily video and it'll say get into this pose and they'll, they'll do it in with you and you'll just follow along you'll get into that pose you'll do this and i mean it can help you with your flexibility and mobility there's no doubt about it if someone that didn't really go to gym or or was quite sedentary didn't really exercise decided to get go wad or rom wad yeah I wouldn't mind so much. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. It's going to get them moving. Yeah. But when people use it in combination with other things, which is pretty much CrossFit 101, yeah. <laughs> CrossFit, yeah. I think it could be a bit of a double-edged sword. Yeah. Because I think in a way, go wadden, things like go wadden, run wadden, is, is that why the rins as well? Is the rins something separate? You get a little rin thing there. Oh, that's a new one. I've, not, I've, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that's... Um... Where it tracks your sleep and all that as well. well. You've got a whoop, haven't you? I've... Whoop's a big one in CrossFit. Uh, Whoops, the band, isn't it? The band, yeah. They've also got a ring now. Yeah, it's a new one, yeah. A lot of these things, although they do have some uses, some utility, I think it can be a double-edged sword in regards to some of the data they may give can actually be quite nocebic, Mm. particularly in regards to mobility. So some of these apps will say, oh, you're actually, you're you're, you're 5% less mobile than you was yesterday. Mm. And even then, we don't know how accurate these apps actually are. Because don't you don't you have to like film yourself as you're doing the movements, right? Uh, Some of them. I'm not, I've, I mean, I've not used them for a long time now. I know Romwod when you first signed up to it, they made you do like a little test, and I don't think you filmed yeah. it. You just basically had to measure like distances from the wall and like if you could bend, if you could like you know when you do the whole. Oh, okay. You put your you put your foot against the wall and you have to kneel down or something, and you can't your knees can't oh, touch okay, the wall. Oh, okay, doing the knee test. Yeah, yeah, that sort of like stuff. That. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, now the thing is, if you're able to do it under load with a barbell, the particular movement you're actually wanting to do, let's say a clean and press or clean and jerk, mm. then does it really matter if the app is saying you're 5% less mobile than yesterday? Mm. If you're still able to lift your usual weight, you're still at baseline and you're still getting depth and you know, you're still getting that yeah. rotten, but the app is telling you something different, is it going to make you start fearing something that's quite unnecessary? You might start overstressing that, oh my God, the app's saying, despite me having a really good training session and putting the same weight and having the same ROM, hmm. the app is telling me that I'm 5% less mobile, and suddenly you're create, you're, you're putting too much focus on something which, one, may not even be accurate, and two, who gives a shit if you're still able to do the movement? Because stretching body weight and doing something whilst under load, where you get like a better centre of balance, etc., can be two totally different things. Hmm. It doesn't always cross over. So I think it can be a double-edged sword. It's good in the sense that it can get people doing some form of low barrier movement for mm. mobility like stretching etc that's great but if you're combined with another exercise it makes you start taking attention from those ex- exercises that you're actually trying to get better at and you're now worried about flexibility etc mobility because it's five percent less than it was the night before whatever i think yeah it could be a double-edged sword 
So my my point of view on this, Tob, is that um, the reason it's becoming more big, and the reason these the way these companies are selling these products, these apps, these yoga core. I say yoga. There's like these. There's one guy I see basically like he calls himself I don't know a hip mechanic or something. Um, but I know right. But basically, a lot of the language they use to flog you this stuff essentially is oh, it will give you. You'll get less injuries if you do this. You will have less back pain if you do this. You'll have Guaranteed. less hip pain. Yeah, exactly. The and magic the pro- bullet. And this is this the is one the issue. weird trick. This is the issue I've got with it is that yeah, we've said it's, it could be good for a certain thing, but if you're telling people, oh, they need to, if they do mobility training, they'll get less injuries. You're then implying that if they don't do mobility training, they're going to have I've a higher it. risk of injury. Exactly. Um, when there's no reason why you'd have a higher risk of injury if you don't do Romwood every day. I don't do Romwood every day. And I mean, I've not been injured for ages. I've not been injured because of my training for a long time. Um, pain as well. We, we've spoke about this numerous times on the podcast. Pain is very complicated. It's not one dimensional. So to say, I mean, let, let, don't get me wrong. If you do a stretching session, yeah, it might help alleviate your pain for a little bit. But that is because you're changing the sensation over the course of that session. What it doesn't mean is it's eliminating your pain or getting to the root cause of your pain. That's you, that's mm. a bit of a bit far-fetched i'd say so, so just to clarify oh no sorry carry on no go on, I've, go, 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 go. I'm just gonna say just so we don't get straw man we're not saying mobility isn't important and you know it's uh oh it's not important you shouldn't be training for mobility it's just that some of these apps in particular may actually yes be a double-edged sword mm. i mean as long as like you're training different planes of movement you know, and you're not just being like an SBD person where you're doing the same movements over and over again, you know, where you do do accessories, you, yeah, moving different planes of movement, etc. I think you're okay. Example I'll give you is because these apps are heavily associated with CrossFit, right? And we spoke about before, is there a better bang for your buck when you're working on your things like mobility and flexibility than doing those things? Because we've spoken before, if you just go through CrossFit, multi, there's multifaceted, there's so many different movements, you're working through different planes like Tom just said. So the chances are you're actually improving your mobility and flexibility over time anyway. You're doing overhead squats, you're doing squat cleans, front squat, back squat, walking lunges, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're doing split squat, you're doing all sorts of stuff. So you are actually probably improving your mobility and flexibility by just doing this resistance-based training anyway. Mm. So the need to do an additional go-wad, run-wad, whatever session on top is probably not like the most needed thing. However, as as, we, as you yeah. said, Tom, if it's the only thing you're doing, so you want to just do one form of movement and that decides to be mobility training, there's no harm in it. Mm. I mean, I'd still recommend strength training and aerobic training. Oh, of yeah. course, yeah, but some people, you know, it's... I mean, I think, um, and this is nothing against CrossFit, so I honestly don't mind CrossFit. I actually quite, I'm a secret uh, CrossFit lover, I suppose, mm. even yeah. though I don't actually do it, which is exactly what a closeted CrossFitter would say, <laughs> funny enough. But yeah, the thing about CrossFit is it is almost like a, a 12-year-old in high school where it's very susceptible to every fad, whether it be knocko or knee sleeves all these specialised rings or, or you know, the, the latest fucking Metcons, etc. Mm. It's very, oh, I need, I need, I need the new 500 pound Reebok headband. And I think a lot of these apps go hand in hand with that. Got to have the latest app, got to have GoWod, got to have RomWod. All I'd say for this year, when you start to see more adverts, more of these apps pushing stuff for you to say you need to do this mobility training, just think to yourself, can I, if, what, what tasks am I hoping to achieve? If I'm trying to mm. improve my front squat, or I'm trying to prove my overhead squat. I've, I've, can I do one? Can I do an overhead squat? Yeah, okay, great. I can do a full overhead squat, no problem. Why Why then do I need to do extra mobility training if I can already do an overhead squat? If I want to get a heavier overhead squat, doing a rod mod's probably not going to help that. Getting a heavier overhead squat, I'm going to have to do more. I'm going to have to progressively overload my overhead squat if I want to get a heavier overhead squat. Kind of like doing a 5K run 
and then your app says to you, you, you know you've done 5K, but your app says to you, even though you've done 5K, you haven't quite done as much distance as your last 5K, so maybe mm. you should do more. Yeah, maybe you should do more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's a misnomer. So you need to just think, if you could, that, do, do I actually need it? You have to just ask yourself, do, especially when like a lot of these stuff is it's not free either. So especially from a financial point of view, if you absolutely don't need it, then maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe it's not maybe not needed but just watch out for the buzzwords they use okay if they start saying to you look if you've got locked up hips you know you've got back pain you know you always get injured if they start using language like that i'd be a little bit do you have a good cock and ball ratio a good what so excuse me what, what? <laughs> a good cock and ball ratio god almighty yeah for, care to elaborate well you don't want to have one bit too big compared to the other i'm one not saying bit. they need to be the same size but like it needs to be within proportion you know, what the- it'd be like a very tall person with very, very tiny feet. <laughs> That'd be very weird to see. Or a very short person with massive, massive feet. feet. Yeah. Which ironically probably means they have got a massive cock and ball penis. ratio. Yeah. Huge. Wow. Yeah. Well, I didn't think we'd go there either, but here we are. We go. Here we are. <laughs> we go down all sort of things. Um, right. Anyway, we'll move on from uh, <laughs> move on from mobility training. So the next trend we're going to move on to is an increase in free weight training. So by that, I mean just lifting up a set of dumbbells, a barbell, some plates on. But this is especially with women. Um, and this is obviously really important. Me and Tom are huge advocates for getting women you know, down to the free weight section, getting stuck in. I mean, we hate mansplaining, but don't worry, women. We're going to tell you all about free yeah, weight. We're going to tell you all about free weight. Yeah, we're going to tell you yeah. how to use the bottom. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, the reason I think this has come up more, and I speak to people in the gym, like the, the women we've got on our gym all the time about this, and they're, they're really they're really confident about it. It's awesome. But I think now we're moving to a place where women are more confident. There's less fear of the weight section, perhaps. Yeah. Because if we look, um, you know, years ago, years gone by, whatever, it was very common to just see the weight section just full of men. You might get one woman in there or two, whatever. But the women would normally be isolated to the treadmill. Or some of the machines, some of the machines in the you know the, the the other places, and we spoke about before how it could potentially be intimidating to go down to the weight section when you've got big guys throwing weights around, getting all thingy. But I feel like now maybe because there's more empowering information being put out on social media, women are just getting stuck in. I don't know what you've seen. Obviously, yeah. you work in a commercial gym. Which is the thing. Like I'm just I'm not speaking from any kind of like actual data that I've seen. Mm. I mean, I can only speak from what I've witnessed myself. But yeah, yeah I'd agree with you that um, it's becoming more popular to have uh, women in using free weights, and that's awesome. And I think I think a big part of this is actually, it's one of the one saving graces of social media. Yes, I, I think say, social yeah. media has kind of advertised this. Mm. And especially when, okay, even if before the time of social media, you might hear, oh, free weights is getting more popular with women. But you could hear that, but then you don't actually see it. But now with social media, actually you're seeing women lifting weights and you're seeing through picture image that it isn't actually turning them into some kind of She-Hulk. Yeah. Even they did want to turn into a She-Hulk, that's their business. Who cares? Do you know what I mean? But do you see what I mean? Now we've also, we've managed to spread a message out there that, you know, 
women do lift weights and when they do lift weights look here's actual visual images of what happens when females lift weights mm. you know nothing bad happens there are numerous benefits as well to women lifting weights i think we've spoken mm. before and i know there's numerous but i mean there's people listening to this podcast like jane a friend of mine she shares stuff all the time about the importance of resistance training for women and i think people sharing things like that is opening the eyes to you know there's more to women's fitness than hip thrusts stairmaster ab- i mean i'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things bear in mind but there's more to women's fitness well, we're talking about the, sti- the stigma the stereo- stereotype the st- yeah the stereotype of what you normally associate women's fitness with when it's not that at all it doesn't have to be yeah past couple of years like the the, the insurgence of like uh, <laughs> i've used the wrong word there insurgents <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no threat for, here God, but no like seeing women um in the squat racks more etc is yeah it's been awesome and the funny thing is like i probably talk to more women than i do actually men at my gym Mm. And it is usually, and it's not through choice either, but it's just that it's fucking awesome just to see them in the free weights. And I, I promise you, I don't mansplain anything. I don't interfere, but you know, if it's people I feel comfortable with, I'll happily just kind of like go to the side and watch them do like a PR and it's just awesome to see. And if, like, even like I shared a story yesterday where it was like an 11 year old girl. Oh, God, she showed me that, didn't you? Yeah, 110 kilos. She squatted, what was it, 110, 120 kilos? Yeah, fucking hell, she's like 11. An 11-year-old girl. Jesus Christ. I mean, there you go, that's the future right there. Yeah, but you said it, Tom, there were still still a couple of gobshites in the comment section gobbing off, weren't there? Oh, you'd expect it, to be honest with you. 11-year-old girl. And and funny enough, none of them were actually women either. It's all men feeling very, very threatened. Yeah. But no, it is cool to see. Um, I mean, another thing is obviously, this is another reason why I have a, a big issue with the word toned or toning. Now, I have seen on social media, there's been quite a few posts where people who I tend to respect in this field have said like, uh, oh, we shouldn't get upset about the word toning, etc. And there's a bit of nuance to this. So if I had someone come up to me and they said, oh, I just want to get toned, I I kind of, I think I know what they mean. I think I know what they're referring to. They probably mean they want to lose a bit of body fat and just build a bit more muscle definition. Okay. Most of the general public have no idea that toning is a bullshit term okay so why am i going to get upset over that i'm not upset with them at all but there is this it, it the word tone itself has created a stigma where it's almost like oh i only want to get toned i don't want to get big so straight away it's almost like the default is a oh, women should only be getting toned they shouldn't be actually lifting weights because they'll get big they need to lift the, the right amount of weights just to get toned not get big if a woman wants to get big just, who cares honest mm. to god like, who cares? If someone does want to just get beef, whether it be male or female, who actually gives a shit? But straight away, by using this word toning, oh, just to rewind a little bit here. So, yeah, I'm not pissed off with the general public or clients using the word toning, okay? But what does miff me is when people that work in this industry, other trainers use that term. Okay, I'll get it. I'll get it. It's great for marketing. It's awesome for marketing. And I'm fully aware that this isn't an ethical business to be in. So me saying, oh, you should be ethical and not use the word toning is not going to work because it's an unethical business. It's an unethical business. And PTs in their nature are very predatory. But it's still not going to stop me from coming out here and saying you're a shitbag if you're using the word toning. Because when you are stigmatizing by saying, oh, no, toning is the correct thing, particularly for women. You see, actually, a lot of time, um, I think, I was, was it in a commercial gym? I was, I was listening over listening to a conversation I was a PT talking to someone and he basically turned around I think she said oh, I want to do some weight training 
And the first words mm. that came in my mouth was, oh, so you want to get toned? Was the first things that came out of his mouth was, oh, you want to get toned? Automatically default yeah. was he went to, oh, she automatically wants to be toned. Um, and that straight away leads to someone have this sort of imagery of, oh, so he's saying he's going to get me, you know, lean and you know I'm going to basically, basically yeah. when people think of toning they automatically think of you're going to reduce fat body fat percentage and increase muscle mass that's basically what they're yeah. trying to refer to well, it can also be linked to the common belief that oh you can spot reduce spot yeah so you could tone your arms tone your tone your bum tone your legs sort of thing and it's what we're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna do high reps of bicep curls today ladies because we're gonna get you nice high reps, arms. low weight yeah and it and it's all bollocks but PTs or the predatory ones anyway as Tom alluded to they know that certain demographics will thrive off that language and they'll get they'll be exactly. buzz over it and they'll get started. and the thing is if they they either completely clueless about it or they know better and they're just doing it for the money and they know they can get yeah. a quick quick buck for a class because they know people will lap up when they hear the word what's the what's the, the cliche legs bums and tums whatever I was talking um, with one of the women in my gym a while back and she told me straight like we was joking about but she was serious and she said, I just want to get fucking swole. <laughs> I just want to get swole. <laughs> yeah. And, cool. Yeah, good for Rock you. Rock and roll. Do you know what I mean? But it does piss me off how, oh, toned, toning is the default position of what women should be aiming for in the gym. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not it's not some, it's not not some a word and, I like. And this is one reason why I do love CrossFit is that it's very empowering to women in terms of like lifting weights. It's all about women just getting super strong, throwing big weights around. Everyone's loving it, buzzing off of it. And it's it's really empowering. And people feel really good about yeah. themselves and they're lifting big weight. And there's no stigma at all. No one gives a fuck who you are. Literally, everyone's there together just lifting weight and having a good time. I think that's the one thing, good thing about CrossFit. There's no stigma. You go to a commercial gym, if you're a woman and you start doing big deadlifts or whatever, everyone's looking, everyone's like, oh, what the fuck is this? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just, there's more negative um, perception from gen pop, I find in a commercial not not from the coaches all the time but a lot of the people there whereas in a crossfit gym you find everyone's a little bit more yeah empowering to be fair, as I said. crossfit is a very specific niche and people yeah. know what they're there for yeah sure i'm in the i'm in the wrong end of this business i suppose <laughs> yeah just turn your gym into a crossfit gym mate i'll say that they took I away just your functional to take the rig, crossfit pill finally well you, they took away your functional rig didn't they yeah they did fuckers fucking disastrous God. Honest to God, I was actually saying to my missus, if I came into a substantial amount of money, like by robbing a bank or something, <laughs> uh, was the only way in this economy you could get money, I would actually open up a CrossFit box yeah. over a gym. I'd open up a CrossFit box over a powerlifting gym, over a traditional gym, gen pop gym. I'd open up a CrossFit box because there's beauty in the simplicity of it. You know, just a big, large, open space with barbells, kettlebells, and it's not so much the equipment you're using, but the methods you're using mm. and the people you're with as well. Yeah, exactly. That's the, the big draw, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's a, it's an exciting trend and I hope it is, you know, it's it's something that we, we see more of now. It's basically just everyone getting stuck into some resistance-based resistance training. The world doesn't have to revolve around cardio. Nothing wrong with cardio, but we spoke about the benefits of resistance training before. It's, you know, free weights are an awesome way of doing it. So yeah, hopefully yeah. more people get stuck in. move on to the final trend to look out for in 23 and this is and you know i'll do little quotation marks in my hand primal training um <laughs> so there seems to be just a flag is it, it's not actually so funny enough it's not there seems to be a difference in interpretation on this one right so for some people if you read certain articles they'll say it's a subcategory for functional fitness 
So exercise to get you fit for life so you can function for your daily activities, blah, 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 blah. Or, well, actually, that, that could be actually linked back to our last conversation about CrossFit because CrossFit is sometimes referred to as functional fitness. So they could be saying mm-hmm. primal training is linked with the rise in CrossFit, etc. But then there's some people, which we'll come on to a bit more depth on in both of these, but some people it's trying to reverse what they believe are harmful practices in a modern society. So a bit more anti-tech, basically trying to focus on postural improvement because we're all desk-bound, trying to basically make us a bit more, as, as it said in the title, a bit more primal, you know, not sitting at desks all day, not being hunched over, not on our phones, blah, blah, blah. So if we rewind a little bit, if we look at the, the first one, of it's a subcategory for functional fitness. We spoke about this before me, this term, some term functional, term like primal training. Now it's not everyone now I think knows what it means. However, we've sometimes like tried to argue a little bit that if it's functional, if what if it helps you achieve the goal you're doing, then it's functional for your goal. So anything mm-hmm. could be classed as functional fitness if you're trying I mean the example we always use is, you know, if you want to have the world record in a bicep curl bicep curls are going to be a functional exercise for you because yeah. they're, help, they're, they're, they're enabling you to achieve your goal. But of course, most people now associate functional fitness with CrossFit style training, which is basically just to get people, it says fit for life, but it's hard, wasn't it? Because normal gyms training will get people good for life. Squats, deadlift. Mm. You don't have to do, if you look at CrossFit, for example, handstand walks, <laughs> overhead squat, <laughs> Kipping, but I mean, these are all good movements, no doubt about it. But are I they- suppose it's functional for that style of CrossFit. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can actually. It's, it's a bit hard because obviously the title here is primal training, right? Yes, yeah, so your mind goes to one place, straight, doesn't it? Mm. But the thing is, like everything I want to say, I just want to say functional training. So I yeah, might I differ between both because to be honest with you, the sound of primal training just sounds exactly like this idea of functional training. I mean, the first thing that popped into my head was actually Liverkin. So I thought, hang on, primal training, yeah. like castaway, like just throwing a stick into a river and hoping you catch <laughs> a fish, crawling on your arms and knees, uh, um, hands and knees, you know. Mm. So that's the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like um, primal training or functional fitness, if we're going to call it that, it's basic, it's highly subjective. It's the idea of getting better to do something that you need to be functioning well at. Now with CrossFit, there are times where you need to do handstands, isn't there? Mm, yeah. You know, handstand push-ups, handstand walks, etc. So, okay, in a CrossFit setting, technically it is functional training because you need to be able to do that in CrossFit. But if I was going down to my gen pop gym tomorrow and I said, like, we're going to do some functional training, you're going to do some handstand push-ups, when the fuck do you need to do handstand push-ups? This is like Toby just wants to do a bit of movement. If he wants to do it because it's, you know, a bit of fun and it's something different, and he's actually capable of doing it, okay, cool. But to call it f- functional, because it's got a specific function that he needs to be doing, not really. Yeah. But, I mean, um, like, you do get courses for functional training. You can actually go on functional training courses, and can you, off the top of your head, imagine what those are like? I don't even want to think about it, mate. It can be so nightmares. Things like battle ropes, <laughs> BOSU yeah. balls, sandbags and stuff like that. All things, minus the BOSU ball, that, you know aren't bad to use but straight away like well what is about this very particular thing that makes it functional the battle ropes i like battle ropes but to call it functional at no point am i gonna be fucking whipping a horse i'm not ben her i'm not in a chariot (laughs) you know (laughs) at no point is it gonna be fucking functional for me you know Mm. picking up sandbags do you know what as a soldier if you're picking up sandbags then maybe picking up power bags would be good for you 
you know, yeah. maybe that is functional technically, but to straight away name something functional for the sake of naming it functional is just ridiculous. Do you know what I have seen someone doing? And it looked like the weirdest fucking exercise ever. But when they explained it, I thought, actually, that is functional. Um, they was actually, they had like a bunch of kettlebells with like fabric wrapped around them. So they was grabbing the bunches of the fabric and they was yanking the kettlebells. Right. And I was like, what the fuck is this all about? <laughs> actually, it was for their judo where they have to grab the their fucking Mickey Mouse costume. What's it called? Their gi? I don't know. <laughs> Mickey Mouse costume? Their oh Cobra Kai uniform, that thing. Oh, yeah. dear God. So I was like, actually, do you know what? Fair enough. Because grabbing someone by their arm and grabbing someone by their clothes is a completely different thing. So fair enough. I understand that. Speaking of um, speaking of judo, Tom, I feel like that in itself is a trend in the personal trainer business in that... It, it's like in jiu-jitsu. Back, yeah, I feel like mm. <laughs> the back end of twenty-two. Going to, I've got nothing against this, by the way. So I've got some. I've got people I know who do this. I'm not, I'm not slagging off, but I've found that every personal trainer of of late has somehow fallen into this BJJ scenario, and every post they seem to put out is like them in the dojo or something. I'm like, it's very um very on do you trend. Know what, though, I like uh, um I like the idea of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, I like I it. Have to it's spare cool, yeah. time yeah, and cool, yeah. to spare money, I probably wouldn't mind doing it myself um also i can appreciate how where social media has been more prevalent in sharing it it has once again gained more attention to it so people have gained more access to it Mm. uh, particularly with women as well Mm. but saying that there are some people that have made it their personality you know i I, now i really want to say like i don't care doesn't bother me that much but when my feed and my algorithm is fucking flooded with it non-stop. Yeah, non-stop on it, yeah. It's like, fuck me, this isn't a personality. I'm glad you enjoy it and it's it does look awesome. Mm. And I'm glad that it's another method of exercise or fitness that has gained a lot of traction. But some people do make it their personality. It's like fucking hell. I feel like yeah. it's the phase I feel like it's just the phase that PTs are going through, maybe. Of like because yeah. Do you reckon it's just them trying to go have like another avenue of like another string to their bow almost of like, you know, they're not only a PT, they're also a Brazilian jiu-jitsuist or whatever, whatever the term is. It's I like think it does thing. help that it's the flavour of the month as well mm, or year. Popular, yeah. um, I'm going to wait out. I'm probably not going to get involved in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm going to wait for two years when right. cockfighting gets big in the UK. Right, cockfighting. And then I'm going to hu- base my whole personality off of that. Do you mean, you're like human cockfighting or the traditional cockfighting? No, hen's bill. Come Hen- on. <laughs> Childish. Oh, I forgot. You can't be saying that, mate. You know, roosters, hens, chickens, um, chicklets, you know, that they can fight to the death. But I'm going to base my whole personality off that. Two years, it'll be a big thing in the UK. You watch. Come on, mate. It's, it's Veganuary. Show some respect. Fuck's sake. You know, they get paid for it, I think. <laughs> what, do you mean, what do you mean get paid for it? They must, like, get good contracts like in the UFC. What do you mean get paid for it? What's the chicken going to go buy? Freedom. It's not the gladiators. It's not Glasses. the gladiators. <laughs> what do you mean glasses? Why glasses? You're, you're going to think I'm on the wind up here, but uh, yeah, Google yeah. chickens wearing glasses. I'll do it right now. Chickens. And then I'll await your apology. Oh, it's the first thing that's come up. I even th- oh, my word. Chickens wearing glasses. Why have they got loads of chickens wearing glasses? Oh, yeah. Oh, they wear glasses to prevent fighting. There you go. Oh, Which ironically is what we want them to be doing in two years' time. Oh, so do you reckon when they've got them in the holding pen, they'll put all these glasses on and they'll just unleash the glasses? They'll take them off and they'll just unleash the hens? Well, look. Combat athletes will wear a cup sometimes to protect their balls. Yeah. Chickens will wear glasses. And you could, it could be like CrossFit, we could get designer ones. So we could have like Gucci glasses on these chickens. Um, you know, 
What's a tap out? We can have tap out glasses on these chickens. <gasps> Mate, we can combine it with these. With the VR trend. Do you imagine that? The VR game. Cockfighting. Oh, cockfighting from your living room. That? You, you and me in a little VR, in a VR arena. Pretend we're hens. <laughs> that can be taken out of context. So imagine your wife walks into the front room and you're there in your VR kit going, oh, yeah. Head, you? Look, at that, yeah. Look at that cock. Look at that cock. Look at that big cock. <laughs> It'd have to be all head though, wouldn't it? You'd, have to, you'd miss a walk in, you'd be doing this with your head like, just... Yeah, like, I don't know why I'm bopping my head. Oh, you're that's the how they cock. Fight, isn't it? Yeah, that's how they, yeah, you're the cock. Yeah, not you you're could it. be you the actual yeah. cock fighting. That's what I'm saying. You have to move your head to peck the opponent. Yeah. And once again you could get different skins, so you could be like the chicken run chicken. Oh yeah, yeah. Or what's the um What's the one in Wallace and Gromit? Isn't that one in Wallace and Gromit? That's a penguin dressed as a rooster. Oh a penguin. Like, same <laughs> same thing. Yeah, it's still a skin, isn't it? It could be anything. Oh wow. How go. exciting VR can be. VR is gonna be incredible. Big it, Bird it? from Sesame Street. Oh, dear God, that'd be like a final boss, wouldn't it? There you go. This could be virtual reality. Two years, virtual reality and cockfighting. There you go. I'll be basing my personality off of cockfighting. Brazilian jiu-jitsu can, uh, can take a back seat. <laughs> if we pull this back to primal training, I'm fully aware we just went off on a mad oh, tangent yeah. there. If I strip away all the functional stuff for a second, I want to get back to some stuff I saw online about this. Was A lot of people are basically saying it's a back to basics. So a lot of them say ancestral, ancestral movements, I mean, whatever the fuck that means. But what they basically mean is simplifying it. Now, I'm not saying we should try and go back to being how cavemen operated. I don't know how they would do PT, but I think simplifying it makes sense because I'm finding at the moment, especially on social media, as we spoke about with people like Joel Seedman and stuff, everything seems to get overcomplicated. PTs try to reinvent the wheel too much. A client will say, I want to get a bigger deadlift. And what will they do? You'll be doing all sorts of manner of fucking wild and wacky exercises to get you a better deadlift. The one thing you won't be doing, though, is a deadlift. It's deadlift. So, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like this whole back to basics approach with this primal training does make a bit of sense. Like just going back to the raw, the raw side of training without all of this mad Gucci stuff that seems to be coming up all over the place. And I think it's just a case of people trying to stand out more, isn't it? As well, we're seeing more of it. I think once again, it's identities and fitness. Mm. Okay, yeah. People are trying to have like an identity in fitness. Yeah. So, yeah oh, this is the primal guy. He trains primarily. Okay. Mm. Yeah. What's that then? Yeah. What, what's the definition of that? Yeah. Picking up big rocks. You know, well, what is the difference of, from picking up a big rock from the floor and me doing it with a barbell? Yeah, well, it's an identity, isn't it? Like, for example, um, Liver King, he obviously had yeah. his his whole identity, wasn't it? Was that, and you see people, don't you? They'll go out to like the forest and they'll do um, log flips. And it's like their identity. It's like, well, can you not do it with a tyre in a gym yeah. or can you not just... Like, <laughs> I mean, if they want to go and do that in the woods, fair enough. But I can't imagine myself telling the general public anytime soon, look... As well as your 10,000 steps, I also want you to go and punch a frog to death in the Lido. <laughs> there you go. What's more, you... There's nothing more primal than that. What, punching a frog? To death in the you Lido. Are an, you are an absolute animal cruelty rampage today, Thomas. I'm not impressed. I'm, We're I'm about furious. primal. There's no, furious. no vegans in the jungle, baby. Fucking hell, I'm, I'm absolutely furious. <laughs> but no... Um, Maybe don't punch any frogs, but yeah, I get what you mean. But I think yeah. the whole back to basics thing, I, I, I do agree with that to some extent because I, I feel like we are overcomplicating training too much now. Um, and I understand why people are doing it because they want it to, like, their niche, whatever. But let's be honest, keep it simple, eh? Simple, what's the little fucking abbreviation for it? Keep it simple, keep it simple, stupid. stupid. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, very, very simple. The thing is, like, I understand, like, there's lots of new research coming out constantly, we're constantly learning new things and finding out new things. But so far, it seems that the basics work, but in regards to evidence that's coming out and research, it's about understanding the nuances of how to actually apply these things. 
Yeah. Not so much that you have to wear like an oxygen mask whilst doing X, Y, Z, doing 20 different exercises all at once. And if you like using battle ropes, etc., or you like picking up sandbags, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that class net is functional training. Unless you're actually entering something where you need to do a particular movement, in which case, yeah, it would be functional. It's like, they just place these random names on these fucking courses and exercises. I think the only thing I've got a little bit more of a, not an issue, I wouldn't say a massive issue, but when, as I said, the other sort of interpretation for primal training is, I said, this trying to reverse what people are saying are harmful practices today. So they're trying to basically say, we need to do postural or improvement training because we we never had, you know, we never used to sit behind desks all day, every day back in the day. So we need to try and reverse this to make us more primal, more like our ancestors, a big, strong caveman. And I just think it's a bit bollocks, really, if I'm being honest. I mean, all I'll say is every picture of a caveman I've seen as a slouch. Yeah, as a slouch. Yeah, they're not, none of them look great, do they? And I don't, I don't know why you'd want to go back to... Like uh, dying in your thirties if you're lucky. Yeah, I don't. And I, I, was it the thing I saw? One of the articles I read about this was they attached a picture. You might have seen this picture, Tom, of saying how we're going to look at society in twenty years' time, whatever. And it's all like these people with like weird talon fingers and like hunched over with like text, like their necks are like proper crunched over and stuff. And have you seen it? I have indeed. Yeah, yeah. and like that—that that was a tattoo. I was thinking, fucking hell. It's like, for God's sake, just do some basic exercises. Like this, this That doesn't simplify it because they're trying to get you to do all these fucking mad exercises to basically reverse any sort of... But basically, it's going back to that posture thing, isn't it? A posture training. That's basically all that they're doing about. Do you know what you'd have a better chance of doing in regards to making your posture more upright? Being more confident. Have more pep in your stride. Chest out, chin up. Honest to God. Like, posture, uh, people don't realise that. Emotion. A lot of the time is reflected by emotion. It's, rela- mm. it's yeah, your stress, your confidence. Right. What was it they say? When you walk down the street, you can tell a confidence person, not confident person. If they're looking down at the floor, they're probably not as confident, feeling that confident that day. If they're looking upwards and they're walking with their you know chest out, they're probably feeling pretty good that day. So yeah, I mean, they can still get knocked out, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen plenty of a you know a battle-chested person uh, get humbled very quickly. God, especially and if you start doing, their posture changes afterwards. Especially if you're doing BJJ, mate. Be a fucking lethal weapon oh, on yeah. the streets, you. <laughs> Deadly weapon. Yeah, ironic that, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> I have seen some of those type of practitioners actually like stressing about posture, etc. It's like, spend half your fucking life fold up like a pretzel. What are you gobbing off about? So those are, I mean, there's obviously, if you were to Google trends for 23 now, you could probably see some more in there. These are the sort of ones we just wanted to have a look at. So a little recap there. We have virtual reality workouts and training, mobility training, free weight training, especially with women, and primal training. And of course, don't forget the shirtless nutrition advice. Um, do we reckon these are all going to take off, Tom? Um, virtual reality, I could definitely see picking up. Um, mobility training is something people tend to do if they're exercising anyway, in a particular specific manner. You know, if you're doing lots of overhead movements, then you're doing overhead mobility. Yeah. If you're doing lots of, you know, squat based movements and you're doing lower body I th- mobility. I think anyway. that trend though, I think that trend links with VR though, because I think this is the advancement of technology, the apps and stuff all coming out. I feel like that's what's made it more of a trend that there's more apps and there's more um technology behind it, making it a little bit more, I don't know, immersive, a bit more exciting. Yeah. Um there's numbers and graphs, like in all sorts of mad shit. As for free weights, uh, amongst women, yeah, definitely gonna be getting more popular and that'll be awesome to see. In regards to primal training, you'll always have fads like this. It'll always be primal training, always be functional training, always be ancestral training. Um, I mean, the thing is, once again, 
primal could be subjective. How far back are we considering primal? Hmm. Because ancestral or primal to me could be, you know, red coats. <laughs> and, you know, you don't get Napoleonic-based fitness, do you? Hmm. wonder what that was, though. Cannonballs? Uh Loading a cannon with a big broomstick. Well, I need to Google this now. I'm conf- no, no, talk about posture. You know, talk about posture. You see the the line infantry of the old school fusiliers. You know, all in their square base formation. And that was what you call good posture. You know, that that's proper primal training. Here we go. How were soldiers trained in colonial and Napoleonic times? Did they have boot camps like they do today? Right. <laughs> I tell you what, mate. I tell you what. Look at the old school training regime of the Roman legionnaires. You'll never, ever, ever look back at when you used to go tabbing and think, oh, yeah, that was really rough, when you realise that these guys did it in fucking studded sandals. Roman legionnaires, PT. Oh, my God, I'm actually finding PTs that have based their whole business off of this. What what, are you joking? They base their business off Roman soldier training? A lot of it just seems like basic tabbing stuff for the Romans. In sandals? Obviously in sandals, yeah, but it's quite far as well, actually. In sandals, Bill. They do swimming. That was nice. Let me go back to my colonial and Napoleonic. Trench-based fitness. That could probably involve some swimming, actually. A lot of it seems to pit. So if I look at all this colonial and, and Napoleonic-era armies, a lot of it just seems to be like drill, basically, about marching in step. They just basically used to do loads of marching. Yeah. So, guys, if you want to do primal training and you want to take it back to the Napoleonic era, basically you've got to march up and <laughs> march around your area um, holding a musket <laughs> and a little, a, little satchel, a little satchel of ammunition. I mean, you say that, but there have been skits where guys are running on treadmills whilst holding like a barbell. Yeah, holding a bar. I've seen those, yeah. The Lord of the Rings ones are quite good. Yeah, Functional but I mean, training. in terms of like training, like they never really, they basically did what they needed to do. So... For example, if you're trying to train in a way that your ancestors trained, like picking up rocks stuff, why are you doing it? They did it because they had to do it as a necessity to, yeah. to do what they were doing. If you're if you don't need that in your life, they didn't have reps and sets. Exactly. Why? But they. Why are you doing that as well? What? Like why? If you were to train like a Napoleonic soldier, why would you walk up and down your high street, up and down marching to you know the sounds of yeah. drums? What? Why are you doing that? What's the point? They they weren't any fitter than you because it was back in the day. They were doing it because that's what it they had to like, do. It wasn't like you know. AMRAP club swings. Cavemen weren't, they weren't carry, They weren't doing farming carries with each other preparing for the big hunt. Like, okay, right, Johnny, get on the show, we're going to do reps for time of farming carries to get ready for carrying a carcass back to the cave. They weren't doing that. Sounds like a Flintstones episode. <laughs> they weren't doing that. They got they got fit because of just carrying out their daily activity. Circumstance. Yeah. If you want to Adaption. be that. Exactly. So you've got to think, what are you trying to achieve? And then look at what the current best way of doing that is because we have advanced a lot since then funny enough funny enough since the you know prehistoric fucking age whatever it is we've advanced a bit you know <laughs> we've moved on a society so there are probably if going you to want be- to be a true primal <laughs> if you want to be a true ancestral fuck off to the amazon and burn your passport burn your passport <laughs> good luck be careful where you go though there's some places where they um do shoot outsiders on site the little pipe mm, guns you see those little, what's that what's that island called suddenly it's not so primal anymore What's that island called? Do you know what about? It's all full of them. Um, island man. No, there's those tribal people. If you go, that they don't see outside worlds. So when people go, there, they just get like shot at with bows and arrows, like straight Jersey. away. Jersey. <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> oh god. What? I'm gonna, I feel like this episode is complete. Right. What island do you? Is it? Called? It's on the tip of my tongue. The name of it. New Zealand. Hope so. Clean listens to. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. I don't know, mate. I've seen what the, they've tried to apply for their national flag. Is it North Sentinel Island? Is that it? 
I have no idea. Oh my god, I'm finding all sorts here. Yeah, I think it's North Sentinel. It... Is that the guys that there's a famous picture of uh, where like a plane was flying over or like a little helicopter? Yeah. And they're uh, aiming arrows up at it. Yeah, that's it. So I've just found it. It's North Central Island. It's on the Bay of Bengal, um, and it's home to a tribe known as the Centralese. Uh, no other humans are allowed there. The tribe people make certain of that. Basically, trespassers have lost their lives because they try and communicate with the locals and just kill them straight away. You say trespassers, I say funk, uh, primal fitness fanatics. It's, it's, it's interesting now. No one's actually gone to take it. There's probably no oil there. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Probably no oil. We've spent an awful lot of time on this primal training section. No we? gyms. <laughs> more than anywhere else, more than any of the other sections. Wrap up there, guys. First episode of uh, 23. Of course, it's as chaotic as ever. If you're, if you, I mean, if you're still here, thank you very much for, for sticking around. It's very much appreciated. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a very sincere thank you, Tom. <laughs> no, I'm looking at my hotspot that's on like 4%. <laughs> Oh, right, buddy. Right, um, so, yeah, guys, we better wrap up for Tom's uh, phone wraps in. We will be coming to you next week from the, fingers crossed, from the Brewdog studio. Um, until then, though, can you continue to keep enjoying the podcast? Make sure you keep sharing it with all your friends um, and all your socials to get the name out there, of course. Um, it's been a pleasure as always, and we will see you next week, same time, same place, for some more fitness news. See you soon. Thank you very much. Have a good 2023.